Blog Talk Radio. Wednesday night, and uh, we're going to touch on the games from last week. Not much. By now, you know, the games from last week are old news, but we're really going to dig in to the divisional round games coming up. Uh, all four are intriguing matchups, and uh, we're going to talk about them. You know, but before we do that, I, I just I have to make a political comment because I can. You know, so I, I watched Donald Trump's um, president-elect Trump's um, news conference today. And you can, you know, it, they, they're going to have coverage. You, you watch it, draw your own conclusions. Um, some of it I liked, in all honesty, and some of it I didn't. But you know what really got me is at the very end, we talked about turning his businesses over to his sons and how in eight years, He's going to, you know, look and see how they did, and he hopes he doesn't have to look at them and say, you're fired, right? And then he walks off the stage. Now, that obviously is, you know, The Apprentice, and that's his big tagline, right? You're fired, okay? And so everybody connects that tagline with him. But my thought was, I'm I'm sorry, are you acting now, or are you president-elect, right? Because I don't care about The Apprentice at least as it pertains to Donald Trump now, I care about you running my country. So what is it with the, what is it with the, the theatrics? Like, what, you know, again, forget about, I don't even, I'm not, I am not talking about anything else. There's a lot that's gone on and draw your own conclusions on, you know, your position on the things that have gone on in the last 48 hours with Russia and the diet. You can draw your own conclusions. I'm not getting into that. This is a football show. I'm only talking about that one thing. You're fired. Like, he had to say it. Kind of, you know, dude, you're not that guy anymore. You're not. Or did someone forget to tell you? You are, what, eight days away from being the most powerful man in the world, and you're sitting up there acting? Come on, man. Listen, I don't like you. I ain't going to lie. I didn't vote for you. I don't like you. But I'm stuck with you for four years so I'm going to see what you got. And right now, bruh, I'm not digging it. You better, you better get serious. This is serious business. I want you guys all out there, and then we're going to move on to football, to watch the movie The American President, okay? It's a real good movie with Michael Douglas and Michael J. Fox and, and um, um, the older Martin Sheen and 
Annette Benning, really good movie, okay? If you like political movies, a little love story on the side too, which is kind of cool, but it's a really good movie. And I want you to watch near the end of the movie where Richard, Richard Dreyfus is the opponent to Michael Douglas, and Richard Dreyfus is the Donald Trump. He's not really Trump, but he's a, he's a, a, a big, bigger-than-life character. And, and Michael Douglas is kind of the Obama, okay? Not, I'm making these comparisons. But he kind of just sits back and takes it on the chin and doesn't really pay much attention to it. And, you know, in the meantime, his approval ratings dropping. And, all that. and just go and watch the end of the movie where Michael Douglas has had enough. You might be able to just YouTube that scene and where Michael Douglas has had enough. I wish Donald Trump could see that, okay? Because there's a line where he says, Running the country is serious business, and your 15 minutes of fame are up. Mr. Trump, this isn't, this isn't fun and games. This is my livelihood, K-Star's livelihood, JB's livelihood, Dr. Train's livelihood, and three of us have children and their livelihoods. Bro, take this shit seriously. I don't like you, but you're, you're going to be the president, so I got to deal with you. Please take this seriously. This, the fun and games are over. Time to get serious. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. On to football. Okay, on to football. You guys know I don't do this by myself. I got, well, you know, I, I have three co-hosts. One of them ain't here yet. And it ain't who you think who normally isn't here. He's actually here. We've got K-Star. I actually watched his video about when he won the Madden Challenge in Indianapolis. It didn't even, almost didn't recognize him. He's, he's like all grown up now. Um, and, well, anyway, we got K-Star. And we've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, K-Star, one of the best man. You know what I always call him, one of the best man players of all time, K-Star. And we've got the voice of reason, um, my brother, uh, living down in Atlanta. K-Star's in Indianapolis. I'm sitting here in Bristol, Connecticut. We are live from the Mad Voice. Fellas, waiting on Dr. Train to join us. He confirmed, so I don't know what's going on. But we're here, fellas. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yay, yay. What's going on? Woo! So, so you know, we're going to start off with K-Star talking about this particular team that is just so hot, rolled in the playoffs, hot, looked very impressive over the weekend, you know what I mean, and, 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 and certainly a threat to make it, make it back to the Super Bowl. We're going to ask K-Star to talk about the Green Bay Packers. K-Star, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've been wanting to do that all week. Um, no, before we talk, no, before we get into talking about, we're going to talk about the Steelers, of course, uh, you know, and the Packers and Cowboys. We're going to talk about that. Um, I, I know it's been blown up in the media this week, but I wanted to get your guys' take. I'm going to start with K Star. We're going to throw back this. We're going to we're going to throw back and go bona fide or bona front. Okay, the K Stars. K-Star's original segment, okay? We, we, we resurrecting it. Because I want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr., okay? And is this guy K-Star? I mean, four catches, 28 yards, 11 targets, two drops. First playoff game, okay? Odell Beckham Jr., K-Star. Now, you've got, arguably, but I would agree, the best wide receiver in the business, on your team. So you know what a good wide receiver looks like, look like on and off the field. Yep. K-Star, Odell Beckham Jr., bona fide or bona front. You go. Oh, man. 
Well, I'm still going to say bona fide. He, he's just the man. The man's just immature. I shouldn't even call him a man. Sorry. Uh, the boy's just immature. It is <laughs> what it is. You know, he's a kid. I mean, what is he? Twenty three, twenty two. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get excuses for the guy, but I think that needs to be contextualized because the talent we all know is all the way bona fide. He is honestly Odell Beckham is everything that Antonio Brown or he he's everything that Antonio Brown isn't, but he's everything that. In uh, Antonio Brown, he wants to be. He wants to be an Antonio Brown, but he's not that. He's the same similar player, but he puts too much pressure on himself. I think that's just because he's a kid. He reminds me of like a, a just more unstable To in the sense that like he, he's like To with a hissy fit. Like it's unreal. But you know, To produced time and time again in the playoffs, and I think he will. But you know, I'm still going to say he's bona fide. Just that was ter- a terrible. Terrible performance, though, by him. He really disappointed me. He had his opportunity and failed, but, yeah, kid, he's a kid. Okay. Before JB goes, let's welcome Dr. Train. Welcome to the Madden Voice. <sighs> What's going on, fellas? <laughs> What's going on, Dr. Day. Train? What's going on, brother? Hey, we're doing, we good, doing a throwback. We're doing a throwback, bona fide, bona front segment on Odell Beckham Jr. And, uh, JB, right. I want you to go next. Bona fide or bona front? Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I keep it on the line because a lot of me wants to say bona front just because of the fact of how he acts on and off the field. Not a big fan of it. But I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to agree with Case Stein and say bona fide because he definitely is a, a supreme talent. When he gets quick and he's about as good as it gets, um, he just needs to, he needs to show up in big games to warrant his actions, uh, so to speak. And the game this past weekend, he didn't show up. And there's been other games throughout the season where he kind of goes on a hiatus. If he wants to be the best of the best, then he's got to show up day in and day out. And, and we call that consistency. Uh, the fact that he is an elite talent, and we've seen him play pretty doggone good, say, to say the least. I'll go bona fide, but I'm still not completely sold on him. All right. Train, you're here. You're with us. Your take, Odell Beckham Jr., bona fide, bona front. This now, are we talking about football or vacation? Hey, whatever you want to talk about, bro. I just threw the name out there. Okay, you. Because all you. Because if we talking about football, he's bona fide. If we come talking about vacation, he really bona fide. I wish I could take a jet in the day and go to Miami and kick it and come back to work. That shit's uh. awesome. So either way, the brother's bona fide. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> the dude can play ball, man. Yeah, he got some growing up to do. I think one, I think one thing that's missing with these young dudes, and as I was listening to the, because I caught a little bit of a, of, of K Star's um, response, these young dudes really need mentors, man. They're guys who've been through this. They've been in the line like they understand the pressure. They know how to deal with it. They know how to handle themselves. And I don't know, I don't know if they have the right mentor or they're taking it upon themselves to have a mentor or whether they just have a mentor at all. But these young cats need mentors. Well, you, you have to be receptive to have a mentor. He's got True. Super Bowl champions on the team, Eli Manning, uh, Victor Cruz. 
Victor Cruz was Odell Beckham Jr. before Odell Beckham Jr., okay? So if anybody mm-hmm. you can look to for guidance, is right right on your team. So I'm going to go, listen, I'm not going to say he ain't got the talent, but I'm going to bone a front because he didn't show up. Okay, first of all, I don't care that you went to Miami. I really don't. Okay, but when you do that and you tweet out pictures of you on a boat and at the club, you are bringing spotlight on yourself. You are making sure that everybody knows what you're doing, right? So you better perform because if you don't, you know that's going to come up. Then that ain't enough. That ain't enough to go to Miami and bring that media attention. Then you and your and, and your sheep, your sheep, because I'm very disappointed in Victor Cruz because he just followed right along. But in your sheep, go out with with no shirts on before the game, and, and, and had your cell phones and stuff. Okay, so all you're doing is bringing spotlight to yourself. When you do that, you better perform. He didn't perform, so he's on the front. You put the you cho- now had none of this happened, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'd probably be having a general, damn, what happened to Odell Beckham Jr.? But we would all be saying, well, you know, blah, 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 and we come up with excuses to defend him because the dude's a, a beast and normally. I'm not defending him. He put the pressure on himself, and he wilted under the spotlight. He did not perform. So, bruh, I don't care what you did during the regular season. God bless you. But there's another guy, and I hate that damn hate the fact that I got to give credit over here, but, you know, my football integrity always shines through, but there's another guy who was playing his first playoff game on the other side of the conference in Pittsburgh, and he showed up. He showed up, okay? So, you know, when people talk about talent at that position, Antonio Brown's always mentioned Julio Jones, Julio Jones, whatever the hell his name is, mentioned. A.J. Green mentioned. And Odell Beckham Jr. mentioned. Those are four names that always consistently come up. Of course, I would throw Dez in there, even though he didn't have a, a great year. But I'm seeing Dez become Dez all last week. We'll get to that later. But you see those names all come up in the discussion. One guy went out there and performed. Performed like a beast. What did you do? You wilted under the spotlight. And if you had not put yourself in position. See, see, Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to talk about him. He invites the spotlight and says, we're going to run the table, or I think we'll run the table. We have a good chance to run the table, right? He, he uses the run the table terminology, throws it out there. I think we might be able to run the table. He's taking the pressure off everybody else and putting it on himself because he wants to do that. Then what does he do? He goes out there and wins seven in a row, throws 19 touchdowns, no interceptions. Right? A couple years ago, he said, relax. They went on a run, went into the playoffs. You know? Brady comes back after being suspended. What did he do? 11-1. and one. MVP candidate, although I don't agree with that, but he's an MVP candidate. Right? There are certain players that will invite the spotlight and say, I want it on me because I can handle it and I don't want it on my team. They can just go focus and prepare. I'll take the heat. Come on, let's do this. Odell Beckham tried to be that guy and he failed. And then, okay, 
So you go out, you have a bad game, you have two drops, your team gets whooped. It happens. You're a young guy, you'll be back. You know, had a better than expected year as a team. What? You go punch a hole in the wall of the opposing, not your wall, it's their wall. Like, I get it, immature. But all of this, it ain't because he had a bad game, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't because they lost. It is because he wilted under the pressure. And that's what he felt. And, he, and I give him credit. He didn't do the Cam Newton. He did a good interview. He, I give him credit. The interview, post-game interview was fine. But, you know, it took all, everything he had in him not to blow up on the interview. He had to be composed because he knew he was wrong. And he knew that even though I will, I will, I will agree, trip to Miami had nothing to do with it. it. Had nothing to do with it. But he knew that he invited that scrutiny, and then he didn't deliver. So right now, in my book, bruh, until we sit here a year from now, and he's had a year to tear up the league, and he's kept his mouth shut, then I'll come back later and say, okay, bona fide now. But as long as you run in your mouth and inviting the heat. And not delivering, not cooking that meal, then you bone then you bone a front to me, then you fake to me. You gonna have to work to change my mind, change my opinion about you. And that's all I got to say about that. Moving on. Moving on. Let's go to Dr. Train before we get into these games. We're gonna preview these games. But before we get into these games, Dr. Train brought up an interesting uh something we've talked about in the past on the show, but it it, it is interesting to bring it up again. Train, you had mentioned um, a position that you have on the NFL and how they see do their playoff seedings. Talk about that and talk about where you think it could be improved. I'm going to keep that real simple and short, man. I just think that considering the amount of conference games that the, the, the people that you actually play, you have six division games, you have 12 conference games, you have, uh, I mean, that's 75% of your schedule in the conference. You should. It's, the seeding should really be based on best record, not on uh, not on div- winning your division. Winning your division should guarantee you a playoff spot because that's exactly what it gets you. But when it comes time to seed it, it should really be best record. So if someone, if you seed based on best record, then what's the incentive? Then what happens to the division rivalries and? All of that. It doesn't, go it doesn't change that. It doesn't change that. Because you but what's still, the motivation? But the one thing what's about the... winning, because, because winning your division guarantees you a playoff spot. It's all about getting to the playoffs. It's not just, I mean, I understand having a home game is great, but home games should really go to the people who have the best record because you played, you, you played 12 games across your conference that affects this record. And four out-of-conference games, division is only 37.5% of your schedule. So, it, so winning your so playing those division games along with those along with your with with the rest of your schedule, just because you win your division from winning most of those games, because winning most of those games help, you should guarantee a playoff spot, but not but not a uh, not a home game. So you win your division, you get a playoff spot. The other wild card guy doesn't win his division, has a better record, and you're looking up at him. So so you both got in the playoffs. So I ask you again, what's the benefit of winning the division? Because, yeah, he got in the playoffs. Wait a minute. Describe, describe that example again. So I won my division. Right. I'm 9-7. and seven. 
Um, yes. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have it in front of me this year, but, uh, you, you know, the wild card team gets in, uh, you know, Detroit gets in at 11 and five, but doesn't win their division. I won my division. Detroit's in at 11 and five. I'm nine and seven. And I got no benefit from winning my division. I'm just in the playoffs because they're in the playoffs too. Oh, well, that's fact, what that is the fact, main benefit. But, but wait a minute. Matter of fact, according to your system, I'm looking up at them. Even though I'm the division champion, I'm looking up at them. Oh, yes, yes, you you are looking at them because because another sixty another sixty plus percent of your games were not in your division. So yes, you should be looking up at them because they played better ball than you did. So there's the no reason teams, why so, Houston. So, there's let me finish. There's no reason why Houston should have had to go to to the Raiders to play the game. I'm not saying would it change the outcome, but the Raiders would play much better ball during the season. Well, uh, let's forget about the Raiders. That's a horrible example. With a twelve, with a twelve, it's not, it's not a horrible, it's not a horrible, horrible example. Because in either, in either case, let's just say, let's just say, for example, Derek Carr didn't get hurt. We understand they had injuries, and that's the reason why that affected them playing out their last two games of the season. But they still have to battle for the division in Week 17. So in Week 17, let's say the scenario still stays the same. Derek Carr is all health, healthy and well and the Raiders still lose that game, they're still traveling to Houston with a 12-4 and record. Are you serious? So Houston should be rewarded a home game just because they won the division? No, you are rewarded a playoff spot. Battle from the bottom. Battle from where you played the entire season. So the division champion in that division gains, gains no advantage over the wild card in that same division so you have twelve and four, eleven and five, but then nine and seven. I won my division, but I got no advantage over the team that I beat out in my division. I bust, you know, we play in oh, that's, that's not minute, that's not true. No, let me let me let me no, absolutely. In what you're saying, no, absolutely it's not. true. Because no, it's not true. I won. No, no, hear me out. I won my division. Okay, I I'm Kansas City, and I won my division. Oakland's a wild card team. They have a better record than Houston. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, Houston's going to be going on the road, and I won my division. I'm hosting a game, right? I'm I'm I've got I'm 12 and four, uh, 11 and five is my wild card in my division. They're hosting a game. So what was my what was my benefit to win the division? Because they're getting the same benefit I got. Yeah, but, you know, winning your division guarantees you a playoff spot, bro. In your scenario, that's in what your it's scenario. all. That's no, but that's. But the, but but that's but that's the main that's the main reason for guarantee. winning your division is the reason why people want to win their division. It's mainly because it guarantees them a playoff spot. No, that's the not why they want to. Extra, no, no, that is why they. they winning no, your division they guarantees you one thing, bro: a playoff right, nah, spot. You are one hundred percent wrong. It's a, it's they a want playoff spot. No, I am not one hundred percent wrong. I am fifty percent right based dude, on the current dude, wait, based wait, on the wait, current. Wait, wait. In fact, that I am fifty percent right. It wait, guarantees wait, you a playoff wait, spot. Wait, 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 wait. If you win your division, you are hosting a home game. That you're telling me if that you, is that if is. You wait, 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 your, wait, if you win your if you win your division, you're also I, guaranteed you a playoff I, spot. Are you not? Wait a minute. Can, can can you let me ask the question before you answer it? Because I want to make sure I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. What you're saying is the motivation of a team today, current system. To win the division is only to get into the playoffs. It's not to get a home game. I say that's the main motivation. That's exactly what I said like three times. The main motivation for winning your division is it guarantees you a playoff spot. I am shocked. 
to hear you say that. I have all the respect in the world for your football acumen. And you're telling me that a team that's fighting to win a division is not fighting to get that home playoff game? Are you crazy? Dude, you may have one home. And that thing, and, okay, you'll see, here's it. So, so, so here's what's wrong with your whole scenario about trying to just get that home, that home playoff game. That could only be your one home game. The whole game. point of trying to, to trying to do anything is to get into the playoffs. You yeah. want to get into the playoffs because it gives you a chance. It doesn't matter where you play. You want right. to get into the playoffs because you have a chance right. to win right. the Super right. Bowl. No, right. it doesn't you matter. After six seed, right it matters. After this seed, it matters. No, they want to get in. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. At the end of the season, when that's the only shot you have, of course you're going to take it. But you mean to tell me that these teams aren't playing to win their division to get a home game? Are you kidding me? So, you're, so, saying that's so, their main, you're saying that's their main motivation, and I'm telling you, and, I, and I'm disagreeing with you. I think the main I, motivation I, is to get, is to get into the playoffs. Absolutely they want to. No, absolutely. They I, I, all want to get into I, the playoffs. But they are. Just, but okay. All, every team wants to get into the playoffs, but they all yes. want a home game. They all but want the one the thing, but the one thing that guarantees you advantage. a playoff, but the one thing that guarantees that you are in the playoffs is win your division. That's why you can win your division with an eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine record because you are guaranteed a playoff spot. And you and guess what? Well, when why you win should your you division, be rewarded a home game? Wait, wait, wait. When you but play when you that win bad. your division, you're guaranteed a home game. And for you to say that that's not, that's not important to them as long as they're in the playoffs is, is the I, most ridiculous thing. In the 10 years I've known you, I'm saying, I'm saying it's not, I'm saying it's not as important as making the playoffs. Yes, I'm saying it's well, not as important have, as making okay. the playoffs. Dear, dude, dude, obviously they all want to make the playoffs, but the motivation it's, to win the division is to get that home game. That is the motivation. They all want to get into the playoffs, absolutely. But they are fighting to win the bit, which is why the whole structure, which is why it's structured this way, and you have a problem with it. Because a team can go in at eight and eight and win. I have a problem with it because you only have because you only have six freaking division games. You have six division games, yet you got twelve conference games that affect your record, and then you got four out of conference to add on. So another sixty. 62, 62.5% of your record is non-division. But yet, your division is what guarantees you a home but, game? But you also got to remember that the it division, doesn't make sense. But you also got to remember, because you're only looking at the division games, you, you're not looking at the overall schedule. So I am NFC looking at the overall schedule. His, his, his whole basis is the overall. His whole basis. Point. You made your point. His, Will you let me make my point? You didn't let me finish. So don't respond till I'm done making my point. But, but don't tell me what I'm not looking at. Only, only well, stick with facts. But don't tell me well, what I'm not looking at, though. Well, I'm going to let you well, finish, finish, but just stick well, then, with facts. Then, well, if I finish, then you can make your criticism when I'm done, not halfway, because you don't know what I'm about to say. So give me the respect to let me make my point. To carry my point on, is please. you're not looking at the entire uh, schedule because it's not just division games. They also have a complete tiebreaker schedule that looks at strength of schedule, that looks at head-to-head, that looks at common opponents. The NFC East plays the AFC South. So it's not just 
So the division is not just based on the six games as you re- refer to it. It's also based on the fact that we're all going, the NFC East this year, play K-Stars division. So guess what? Those games matter, not just for my overall record. Those games are going to matter when it comes down to breaking ties if I'm trying to win a division. So I swept the division. Cowboys swept that division. So that's 4-0. So guess what? That's a tiebreaker. So it goes deeper than just the six playoff games that you say is 37.5% of the record when we're looking at the division schedule and we're looking at the division champion. The, my, problem, my problem with that, my problem with that is that mathematically you can sit there and go 0-6 in your division. Not win a game since it's so important. 0-6 getting just in, in your division alone, and yet you can go either way. You can make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. Yeah, when there's more involved, when there's more involved in your schedule with other conference games and non-conference games, and there are teams that are playing better ball, and the strength of schedule from the beginning of the season to the middle of the season to the end of the season just simply fluctuates because it's not because you can't base it off the previous year. So, yes, I think the team with the better record, the team with the better record who played better ball should definitely have the home game. And if you win your division, you should be guaranteed a playoff spot, which is exactly what it does. Your your comment about um, um, going 0-6 is, is theoretical, but do we know if that's ever happened? Because if it's never happened, it's irrelevant. It's a theory. Well, the, you know, it, it, so it's only relevant – if well, we can go back in history and say, yeah, this happens all the time. Guys get swept, lose all their division games, and a winning division. Now we've got a problem. If that's never happened, then it's not relevant. Then it's not totally Well, let's take one that is relevant. Let's, 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 take, let, let's take St. Louis, who won, what, would they go 5-1? and one? Either we go 5-1 and one or 6-0. and oh. Yet they still lost their division. Okay. Because they didn't have because they didn't have the better record. What I'm saying, you can you can go either way. But see, there are all those non-conference games. But there's all but there's all those non-divisional games that also mattered. That and but that's what caused them not to not to make the playoffs because they couldn't win those but, games. But they could but, beat their but, division. But in your system, that's fine. In your system, no, that's okay. No, in my system, no, you're not. You're not. You, you, I, I need you to listen to me for a second here. What I'm saying is. They go five and one in their division. They don't. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I'm here. I'm here. I am. What I'm saying, five and one in your division. Okay, there's six games gone, but there are ten other games that they swapped at. Ten other games that really mattered for them to win their division and make the playoffs. Playing well in those 10 other games, you don't you don't. They make didn't the win their division. Right. They didn't win their division. And, and you should be and okay you know, with you that. Don't, and, you don't have the better, and you don't have the better record. So but you should be okay with I that because that's what that's, you want. But, you want the emphasis that, not on the six division games. You want it on the overall record. But I'm using that as, I'm using that as an example to say why the overall record is what matters. Not not winning, not just winning your division. The overall Train, record to me is what matters. You just gave an example of of how it's working because a team went five and one in their division, but didn't play well in their other games. It didn't win their division. The the so so it's working. They didn't win the division. 
because it, it takes <laughs> into consideration all 16 games. I'm using that example to show, to, show, to show why you need to play well, why the 10 games outside of your division, which matter to your overall record, is what should count when it comes to seeding. Because there are 10 games outside of your division that you got to play, man, that you got to play well and you got to win. Absolutely. All right. We, we've, we've dominated this enough. JB, you want to you jump in here? Your thoughts. Well, when I start hearing percentages and numbers getting thrown around, you know my ears perk up. So let's say that you have six divisional games, you have four non-conference games, right? And then you have another mm-hmm. six non-divisional but in-conference games, right? Yes. Is, is, my, is my math right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So we'll take the four non-conference games and put them to the side. Now we're evened up between divisional games in conference games, they both hold the same weight numerically, but which one should hold the most weight overall? Well, I'm looking for you to give an opinion, not, not ask questions. What are your, what's your position on it? Well, it's a rhetorical question because mine says it's divisional. What you do inside your division weighs more heavily than what you do inside your conference because your conference is made up of several different divisions, not just the one that you're in, several different ones. Not to mention you're playing teams twice within your division where you go out of your division but stay in conference, you're only playing that one team once a year. So that's why I say if you win your division, that's more important than anything because that's the hierarchy. That's why folks always trying to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs to play at home. So, I can't help but agree with what she's saying. And, and I'm surprised, too, that you're going that route because folks want to play at home in front of their home playing fans during the playoffs. It's not just getting to the playoffs. That's all fine and well and good. But folks want to play in front of their fans to get what they feel is a home field advantage. No one wants to just get to the playoffs and find they got to travel cross country. They want folks to travel cross country to get to where they play so they can sleep in hotels and got to get on the planes and trains and all that other crap. They want to have someone come to their house. That's what they want. They don't want to be on the road. All right, so can I respond in. to that? Can, let can me, I respond let me. to that real quick, A-Star? Okay, can I respond yeah, to that real quick? I, yeah. Okay, so my, my one problem with your, with, your, with your scenario is that you can't just discount the four because those four games matter. So four games matter to your overall record. And, guys, I'm not saying that guys don't want to play at home, that they don't want home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I'm just saying that if you're going to set it up, then the better record, the better record is what should determine home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that they don't want it. I just I, I weigh getting to the playoffs more than, than having a home game because you get there, you always have a chance. You have a chance to go all the way. We've seen it. We've seen teams go from six to Super Bowl champions. I'm, I'm simply saying better record. To get the home game, to, to get to get the the higher seed. Go ahead. Well, we, we've seen the last several uh, Super Bowl contenders all be number one seeds in their respective conferences, meaning that other teams had to travel through them in order to get to the Super Bowl, and it didn't work. So that's where that home field advantage comes in, regardless of records or whatnot. Folks want but, to play at home. 
I'm not discounting the four. I'm talking, we're talking about weights because you started saying 37.5% of the schedule. No, 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 Let me jump in. We're rehashing the same thing. Listen, here's the problem with, with all this. Your weights that you're talking about, it's already baked in because you play the same teams twice, first of all. There, there's that. Second of all, how do we do our power rankings, fellas? How do we do our power rankings? Because the way that you guys typically do it is you guys go off best record. Is that correct? Not always, no. Okay. Most, most of the time, that's my that's my top. It's when my it's one of my tops to go with. That's right. All right. Well, well, if you're playing ten games outside of the division, and you're you're the the best teams in the league are we're going off by record, then. I don't understand why we wouldn't adopt and evolve into train system where we reward the actual best teams within the conference and in the NFL. Because we understand that within the division, obviously if you win, if you win the division, you set yourself up to make the playoffs. Because you, you get to, in order to get a home playoff game, guys, you're supposed to make the playoffs. You have to get the point A before you can get to point B. But if we're just going to assume that their motivation – is just going to crawl by the wayside because a team uh, may not win their division. That's not true. Like these teams are still going to get. There's still six, or there's still three uh, playoff teams that it, within the conference they're going to have the top three C record, and they're competing against one another towards the end of the season and throughout the season anyway. That's why teams aren't resting players week 17 from the Patriots um, because they were worried about the Chiefs. Uh, getting that spot. Home, I mean, home so field the thing advantage. Is, you already, home field advantage. Yeah, but, that's why they didn't. But, run. That's, but in order to get home field advantage, you have to have the best what? Record. Yeah, after there you won is. your yeah. division. Yeah, but you can't get a home field advantage until you win your division. So let, you're skipping flaw. over this step. So, here. so let's you're fix that. Over so let's fix that. Let's fix that. That's the point. Listen, the division, listen, listen. The, the division is irrelevant relative to the rest of the whole season when you're playing ten games outside. Like the math is correct. I mean, it is what it is. And if we know okay, the best well, teams, no, no, stop. Hold on. If we know that the best team in the NFL, they are typically the teams with the best record. Why are we going to then punish those teams within the conference that they play in as well? So I'm going to respond to that. So first of all. Um, we're not. We're ta- you're talking power rankings. We're talking playoffs. Okay, apples and oranges. So I don't even know why, where that came from. Secondly, no, no it's not. Um, no, it's not. No, it is. It is completely. I don't agree. I don't agree that it's. I don't. I don't apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. But I'll, it's I'll actually, let it's apples and oranges. <laughs> okay. So so I'm going to finish my my response. So the the other thing I want to say is the four conference games uh, are very relevant to the division standings um, as a tiebreaker. So. So, you know, the, the in-conference games are rough. Every game, if you look at the tiebreaker system to win the division, there's five or six tiebreakers. It takes into consideration everything on the schedule. So to just say it's only the six games is inaccurate. Everything on the schedule is taken into consideration, including strength of schedule at some point down there. And, yes, it changes throughout the year, but, you know, common opponents and all that. Because – the league has – the one thing – NFL makes a lot of mistakes. And I'm going to tell you, two years ago, I was right where train is. Where train and I where, I, I – where I completely don't agree with is the idea that a team is just trying to get into the playoffs. No, they're not. Uh, they are trying to get a home game. 
And if they can't, then they'll settle for the playoff spot versus sitting home. But they want a home game. They want a first-round bye. They want home field advantage. I was where Train was a couple of years ago. And then a funny thing happened on the way to the Well, the funny thing happened on the way to the forum. The NFL changed the scheduling system and made and had comp division games at the end of the season and made division games extremely relevant. And we are all, we on this very show, complimented the schedulers for having division games at the end of the year. And we had divisions decided on and seeds relevant at the end of the year because if you won your division, it meant this. But if you didn't win your division, it meant that. And, it, and there's an excitement and there's a rivalry that goes along with that. You get rid of this division system or water it down, it ain't going to be the same. You're going to get the best teams in the playoffs with the system that train for them. You just are. So, so, so let me ask you a question. We have four games this weekend. Was there any team that won that would have that lost that should have been home and won? Because to me, you can in theory say I don't like it, but but apply it to what's going on in football and tell me is there a team that had a better record that lost that should have won because of the seeding system. And if you say the Raiders, then I'm going to end the show right now because they were, they were terrible. Because they were terrible. They were, they, I, don't, I don't care where you played that game. They were going to lose. So, so, so if mm-hmm. Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, by the way, the Chiefs are playing. But he did. Going to be traveling. traveling at, Derek Carr didn't okay, get hurt. They might have won the division. That, but let me, okay. But let me, and, let the me, Chiefs, and the Chiefs will be going to Houston. And that's fair to you? That makes sense. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Either way, it would have been it would have been sense? either the Chiefs or because the Raiders you know why? with a better record in Houston going to Houston. Yep. And you know why? Because you got to win your division. That's, That's the law. You know. All right. You, you know what? You, you know what? You, the Texans will never be in your top hold five. Up, hold up. Hold up. Texans. The favor. Texans will never be top five in your ranking. If you ask me a question, which you both just did, allow me to 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 answer and finish my answer. You asked me, is it fair? My response is absolutely, because Kansas City and Oakland both know the rules, and they have to win the division. And as great of a season you may have had at 12-4, and four, you didn't get to 13-3. and three. That's the bottom line. So guess what? You're going on the road. You want a home game? Win your division. That's the system. And guess what? Had Derek Carr not got hurt, I have no reason to believe that Oakland wouldn't have won their division and been the number two seed. But that wasn't what happened. So then it, it would have been the Chiefs. The Chiefs would have been on the wasn't. road. But it wasn't. That's irrelevant. It's, it's the point is, you're, 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 you're making so your point by, by looking at an by injury. By telling you what happened. No, it wasn't. No, you're what looking happened. at an injury and basing that whole, your whole point off that. That's ridiculous. No, I'm saying that this is what happened. A, you're, a, you're talking about what I have an opinion that the Raiders would have won the division if Derek Carr stayed healthy. We'll never know. And then what happens? And then what would have happened? But we'll happen? never know. And if Derek Carr didn't stay healthy. What would have happened? What would have happened? He already knows what would have happened. I got to say it again. The Chiefs are, would have to go on the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's hypothetical because it didn't happen. In didn't either happen. case. Listen, in, in either case, in either case, whether, whether Derek Carr is healthy or not, my whole point still stands. A team with a better record went went had to go on the road against a team with a lesser with a lesser record, regardless of which which way it happened. And yep. that's my whole point. It just shouldn't be that way. It should be reseeded okay. based on best record. 
That's that's my whole point. Regardless of which way you look at it, I don't care whether it's hypothetical yep. truth, it doesn't matter. A team that had a better record went to play a team that did not have a better record than <laughs> it should be it should be based on your record. This is put. That's the way I see it. They're- the Raiders and Chiefs were in our top five multiple times throughout the season in the power rankings. The Texans were not. Yep. I mean, it is what it is. It's ridiculous. Well, if the Raiders were good enough, they would have beat the Texans. If you're good enough, if you're good enough, go win the game. Hindsight. I mean, it's, oh, oh, my no, goodness, hindsight. man. That's literally hindsight analysis. I'm living in the world of what actually happened, not in all of this hypothetical, well, could have, would have, should have. They weren't good enough. They lost. Their third-string <laughs> quarterback, rookie, didn't, wasn't good enough. The lights were too big, and they lost. We'll never know what would have happened. And you know what? We'll never know what would have happened if Derek Carr was healthy. It's all speculation. Be, you want, be you know want a home game, win your division. You know that third-string quarterback isn't why they were there. I'm sorry? So you know that Thurston quarterback's not how they even got into the playoffs, though, anyway. That's cheap. Oh, come on. No, it's the truth. Why no, it's it cheap, cheap when I'm telling you this. Wait, wait, wait. Were, because were, they, were they good enough? Did they not look terrible? He didn't they play They should have had an opportunity to play at home against the Texans because they were better than Texans all season, and you know it. They didn't win their division. That's so won a home game. Win the, it's the truth. Well, guess what? Guess what? It's the system. <laughs> And you know what, Tayshaun, I, I find it funny that you say that because you've gone in the playoffs in a wild card spot behind the Ravens. So what are you talking about? That division maybe not isn't as important as you claim that it is. Oh, okay. And that's another whole conversation is there are some divisions that are tougher than other divisions. Okay, we were looking at the, at the NFC East at one point thinking that three teams might make it into the playoffs, you know, and, and so now you want to punish a tougher division by saying, you know, you guys are playing on this level, beating each other up, going in at nine and seven, ten and six, while the other team, the other division is skating through because the division sucks. I, 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 right now, I, I, I was there a couple of years ago. With, with, with the rivalries that I see in the division and how important it is to win the division and the teams know this and the, 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 the games are relevant all the way up to the last week of the season now, I, 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 don't, I don't see a reason to change it. And if that means a 12-4 and four team as a wild card who was not, and I repeat, was not good enough to win their division has to go on the road, Lesson learned. Better win it next year if you want a home game. Jay, any final words? Nope. I ain't got nothing else to say about it. I said all I got to say. All right. Let's go into these. Let's go into these games here. Let's go into these games. Uh, good news is we can debate it all night, but it is what it is. So the system is in place, and I don't think it's going to change. Um, so we've got, and if if if. And not to beat a dead horse, but don't we have the one, two, three, and four seeds in both conferences playing each other? We, yeah, yes, yeah, we, I believe, yeah, I believe you do. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, there, there, there should be some acknowledgement of the fact that while we're debating how the seeds should be with the current system in both conferences this year. 
the one through four seed are playing each other. So, you know, that, it's, still, it's still a good system. That's, I don't think it's a bad system. That's pretty good. It's still a good system. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's pretty good that that's how it ended up. It's got, it's got to give you a little bit of faith in the system where you end up with one through four playing each other. The number six seed going, I think it's been like twice. The Giants, I think, did it once, and I think the Steelers did it once. That's unusual. It doesn't happen, you know, and it shouldn't happen. It should, it should be hard for the six seed to get into the Super Bowl. It should be a difficult. I believe the, I believe the Packers also did it. Yeah, it's. Steelers, Packers, and Giants. That's it. Okay, so so three times and however. So and it should be that's yeah. about right. It it should be not often. It should it should be difficult. It should be, you know, a challenge. All right. So we've got four games this weekend. We've got uh, Seattle at Atlanta. We've got Houston at New England on Friday. I mean Saturday. We've got Pittsburgh at Kansas City. We've got Green Bay at Dallas as the end of the weekend. So let's talk Seattle at Atlanta. JB, let's start with you. Um, pretty much who do you got and why? Well, based upon the, the last results so far, all home teams have come out victorious. I, I expect that to continue with the Falcons-Seahawks game. Uh, not so much because of the home field advantage for the Falcons, but we don't know which Seahawks team is going to show up. And, the defense, they, like I said before last week, I think I talked about it. That Legion of Boom is Legion of Boom, but they're not the same without Earl Thomas. There was a stat that was out when he got hurt. They're like an 80% win percentage when he's out there, and that drops to 50% when he's not, or, or might be even a little lower than that. He is a difference maker that's not going to be on the field against a potent offense that really has not just the running backs that are contributing, but also the wide receivers. Not just Julio Jones. They've got um, Gabriel from, from Cleveland, of all places, showing up and playing great ball. So that's a team that's got a lot of firepower and probably going to be too much in taking the Falcons. Are you, are you biased? No, not at all. I don't have a homer hat, bias hat, or anything like that. You're just letting everybody know he does live in, in the in – the... In the in the uh, ATL area, so I'm just just you know I was wondering if your ATL brother and down there said, man, if you don't pick Atlanta, we are gonna find you and hurt you. You know, I was just, I'm just wondering. Remember, not too long ago, we had the power rankings, and I didn't have the Falcons in there, and y'all got on me about not having the Falcons and having uh, somebody else in there. So no, no home no, okay. no Just calling it what it is. All right, uh, Dr. Train, Seattle at Atlanta. Who you got and why? Uh, I like I, I like Atlanta in this one. Um, uh, pretty they are a pretty strong home team. They play well throughout the year. Um, Seattle's offensive line isn't isn't you know hasn't hasn't been the best. Atlanta's pass rush has been pretty good. They got Big Beasley led the league in sacks. So and and I've been paying to a few players on their defense that have played pretty well this year. And um. Definitely, Earl Thomas was a big loss, and even their even the season game was really uh, a loss to a to a whistle uh, to the ref swallowing the whistle on a pass interference call on Julio Jones. They can't even they had trouble stopping Julio Jones with Earl Thomas. Without Earl Thomas, <laughs> good luck with that. Hey, K Star, remember that remember that Julio Jones show we talked about a year ago? Oh yeah, when back. Back. 
Well, yeah. well, it, well, that one trick pony is back. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I, I think a lot of the way. All right, K Star, who you got? So uh, I've got Atlanta, and actually, train is because they're not a one trick pony anymore. You know, um, you, you have Taylor Gabriel, who we didn't even know could play football until he went over to Atlanta. Um, as well as Mohamed Sanu, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. You know, it's been the Matt Ryan show all season, and a lot of it's because he's made those, those cast of characters around them better players. And uh, I like Atlanta because of that. I mean, them being at home is definitely an advantage, but the Earl Thomas thing, to me, looms as the biggest reason as to why Atlanta has the advantage in this game and the biggest advantage. I mean, we saw what Julio Jones did to Seattle at Seattle – because these teams played earlier in the year. And he had over 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the game ended with a long pass that should have been P.I. called. And guess what? There's going to be no Earl Thomas. And I think that, uh, you know, they're going to have to double down on Julio. And that's just going to open up opportunity for Gabriel and Sanu and that running game. Um, so I like Atlanta in this ball game. So let me see. We got uh, three Atlantas. Yep. Am I right? Okay. Well, damn. Then I got to go Seattle then because y'all don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, no, I, I'm going Seattle, but here's why I'm going Seattle. I mean, the smart money would be on Atlanta at home, five-week rest. Matt Ryan's been on fire. Uh, you know, Julio Jones has been virtually unstoppable. Their run game, you know, uh, no Earl Thomas. It's been mentioned time and time again. We've mentioned it. The media's mentioned it. Um, you know, that Seattle just hasn't looked like Seattle. Even in the game against Detroit, they looked better. But even Richard Sherman, if you watch the interview, he knows they're still not where they were. Um, but I'm going with the upset, and here's why. I have to be consistent. I have said routinely that I don't believe in Matt Ryan, um, and I don't. And, and you know, I would, I would say rhetorically, what has Atlanta done in the playoffs under Matt Ryan? What has Seattle done in the playoffs under Russell Wilson? And I think that's going to be the difference in this particular game. And that is not a, a necessary belief that I would have just flatly across the board, but I have been, um, you know, very clear to say that Matt Ryan, to me, just he, he can't, he, you know, he's a stat machine. He's certainly been a stat machine this year. He is a good quarterback. He's not elite. He's not great, but he's good. Um, but I just don't think that he's going – I think he wilts, you know, use the phrase I used earlier, under the pressure. They've done virtually nothing under his leadership at quarterback in the playoffs. Now, prove me wrong. You know, if there was any chance that you're going to beat Seattle, this is the game to do it. You're home. And they don't have the phenom at safety, Earl Thomas. We all know he's arguably the best at that position, um, you know, in the NFL. And you've got, you've got the, you know, Seattle's got a score. They're going to have to score to beat you, and they don't have your offense. So this is the game for Atlanta to win, and I'm saying they're not going to pull it off. Seattle's going to find a way to get the win. I'm going with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Remember, for me, it's quarterback, head coach, you know, uh, and, and Dan Quinn's, you know, obviously showing something as a head coach. I, I can't get behind Matt Ryan. I just can't. So I'm going with Seattle. 
Um, let's stay. Uh, let's go to the AFC. Uh, and you know, the great thing about this weekend is all four of these games are you know like this is if if you at home can sit and watch these games, all four of them. Man, get your pizza, your popcorn, your soda pop, your beer, whatever the heck. And, I mean, these are all four going to be great games to watch. Uh, the aforementioned Houston Texans going up to play um, the unbeatable Tom Brady's. <laughs> you watch anybody on TV, they're the unbeatable Tom Brady. You might as well just give them the Super Bowl. They're not going to lose. Just go ahead and crown them, you know, as, as – um, as, as as the late great Denny Denny Green said, we just uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Shed a tear every time I hear that man. Great speech, great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Never get tired. Never, <laughs> never get tired of hearing that. Never, never get tired of hearing that. Um, but you know, yeah, yeah. That too, man. That too. Rest in peace. Um, so uh, let's start with K Star on this one. The Texans, and, and I want to make one quick comment on the Texans. I have been hard on J, uh, uh um, Clowney. What's his first name? Javian Clowney? Javian? Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that Negro. Yeah, that Negro. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I, <laughs> um, I've been hard on him, you know, because I thought he, I thought he was another Jamarcus Russell, man. I thought this was going to be a bust. But um, I got to get his due credit, man. He got his act together. He's playing great. Um, he's made that team forget about J.J. Watt, which – you know, you know you playing good when J.J. Watt is, is an afterthought. It ain't even, you know, when you have teammates saying, even when J.J. Watt come back, this guy may still be the best uh, player on the team. You know you're doing something. So I got to give him credit. I just want to acknowledge that. I give Because I, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I thought that guy was just going to be a bust, and he's turned out to be elite. Congratulations to uh, Clowney. Anyway, uh, K-Star, who you got and why? The last time these teams met, the Texans got shut out 27-0 with a third-string quarterback. It was probably Belichick's finest coaching work. But then again, at that point, we didn't realize Brock Osweiler was very terrible. Uh, we do now. He is god-awful. The Texans are 32nd in the NFL in passing yards per attempt, and I don't even need to go through the numbers. You guys have to know how bad he is. Played well at home against Oakland, uh, one of the worst pass defenses of the league, but they are now playing the top-ranked scoring defense in the NFL, and you know the Patriots are going to find a way to put up points on the board despite Texans' defense being uh, pretty strong this season. I mean, the Patriots always seem to scheme and find a way, especially in Foxborough. I love New England, and I don't even really need to talk about their offense because we all know what it is. It's Tom Brady. All right. And New England. Uh, JV? Well, last week I made the, the wrong prediction in betting against Coach uh, O'Brien. From Texans, I think maybe just a week too early. Uh, this one's going to be the Patriots. It's too much, too much on one side, not enough on the other. And, and you're right, T. Jadavia is coming to his own. It, it, it's funny when you're not healthy how dog you can get. And then once you're healthy and playing at the level you're used to playing, he can perform. It's still not going to be enough. 
Brady Belichick and the weapons they have and the way the defense is starting to play a little bit from what we saw in, in the last couple of games of regular season, the fact that they're playing at home too, it, it all adds up to the Patriots getting the dubs. All right. Dr. Train. Well, um, he, just like you, don't believe in Matt Ryan. I have less than zero beliefs in Osweiler on anything. That guy's a horrible quarterback. I mean, there's <laughs> – I don't How see dare you put Matt Ryan and Brock Osweiler? He is a horrible. He is a, no, I didn't put them in the same sentence. I, 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 I made a comparison to a displeasing quarterback. So, with that said, I'm definitely taking the pick. I, I, I don't see Osweiler doing anything helpful for the team. But it will be fun to watch today and finally get after uh, Tom Brady. I like to see how they how they defend him. Yeah, there's only at this point, I only see one team in the AFC that have a shot to take the Patriots out. We'll get to them in a minute, but um, hate that I got to give that team so much credit. But there's this other team in, in 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 the state of Pennsylvania. They're the only ones I think right now that are playing on a high enough level that could give the Patriots a run. Um, I don't I don't see Houston going anywhere. Um, it's, it, yeah, and, and and I hate to say it because I could be wrong, but this one could get ugly quick. I just you know you got a rested, a rested New England team. Um, I don't think Tom Brady should be an MVP candidate because he was suspended for four games. But that doesn't mean he hasn't played on an MVP level, which he has. He has played at that level. All this talk about Aaron Rodgers and making me sick. I'm about, I'm I'm just done with it. I'm sick of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm, we're gonna get to that in a minute. But Tom Brady has just played phenomenal football in the 12 games that he's played, and. Um, I just think that's going to continue this week against Houston. This one, this one could get ugly, and it could get ugly quick. They could be, they could be doing like Madden, right? Twenty-one tap out by halftime. You know what I mean? Um, anyway. Yep. I agree. Um, hey, you know who sent me a sent Twitter? Sent me a started following me on Twitter was that guy W dot dot dub dub W dot. Case okay, so you know what else I'm talking about? I don't even know the dude, but he was just on the Madden Nation show. He was just on um, Madden Nation this past week. Chris McFarland's his name because I looked him up. But his his Madden name is dot w dub dot dot w something. I don't know. But anyway, he's following yeah. Madden voice on Twitter. Yeah. Well, good, 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 follow, good follow by him. Good follow by yeah, him. yeah, yeah. No, much number love, man. I mean, the Madden, Madden community still respects the Madden voice, even though we're not really – in that field anymore, but there's still a lot of respect for the history. You know, I still, you know, Problem and Dynasty and Big Gene and uh, all these guys know them all. And, and, you know, there's a, there's a new crop of players. I kind of don't know, but that's okay. I don't need to, but I know, I know the, I know the OGs out there. So that's okay. But anyway, um, and of course, K-Star, you know what I mean? Y'all got to check out y'all JB and Dr. Train, man. Y'all got to, I think he's on his, his, his page, man. Check out the video of uh, Madden Madden Challenge that he won back in 08. Check out K-Star wearing the Cordell Stewart uh, jersey, okay? Go ahead and check it out, man. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. That's funny. It's cool. And, and you'll uh, see how K-Star used to look before he found nutrition and, and, and exercise, okay? I'm, I'm just saying. He don't look like that now, you know. That's what I'm just saying. It's true. It's true. Um, all right. 
So we got to – I think we did everybody, right? Clean sweep for the Patriots here. Um, all right, let's start with uh, – let's start with K-Star. Of course, we have to start with K-Star. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I have to admit look very impressive. Um, you know, uh, Ben – you know, Ben needs – hey, let me, can I just say this to you, K-Star? Tell Ben to cut it out. He going to show up in a walking boot. Like we think they, like we think that matters. Okay, you ain't Jay Cutler. Uh, you gonna be out there on that field? Oh yeah, I got a walking boot and oh, it's the last day. Yeah, whatever, dude. We know where you gonna be come Sunday. Uh, come, uh, Sunday. You gonna be on that? You trying to? Yeah, you got Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Shane. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Shane, but. He's about to lead a team, going cool, but it's just like, he just do that. I agree with this, bro. I'm just saying, man. You know, you know, Jay Cutler get a hangnail, and I, 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 my thumb, I can't throw the ball. But it's your, it's your non-throwing hand. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I still can't throw the ball. All right, get it. Get That's it. That's a tough dude, man. You start playing war, then you got it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, K-Star, convince your Madden your Madden voice brethren that your Steelers can go into Kansas City. Who's, you know, now we just had this big long argument about CD and who's better and all of that. So Kansas City, you know, number two seed, top team, right? And I know you're going to pick the Steelers to go in there and get a win, but on paper, right, should be Kansas City, right? So convince us to go with Pittsburgh. Well, let me just start off with, a Madden voice special in that the Steelers have a huge advantage at the coach and the quarterback. They have Super Bowl pedigree between the two of them, going there twice together, winning one uh, together. K-Star, you know what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what, K-Star? I, you, deserve, you deserve props for that one. Hold on, hold on. You got to get one. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? All right, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'll give you back the Yeah. Yeah, I mean – but you know, those, I mean, it really is such a key component because it, it no one drives a team success quite like the quarterback. And when you have that coach-quarterback correlation, like the top teams typically do, that gives you an inherent advantage on the road, at home. It doesn't matter. So we all know the history between the two. And conversely, on the other side of that is Alex Smith and Andy Reid. You know, we know Andy Reid's had some playoff mishaps and mismanagement. We saw it just as recently as last season at New England when he was letting time fly off the clock um, and, and so on and so forth in Philadelphia as well. Alex Smith never has made it to a Super Bowl, has been on some talented teams, and, you know, is more of a dink and dunk kind of passer. The only problem with his dink and dunk passing is the Steelers defend and are defending the pass really well, uh, especially underneath with Ryan Shazier and the active linebacking core that we do have. Uh, Bud Dupree and the Steelers' defense have come alive since week 11, uh, averaging league best, 14 points going up per game. And we saw, <clears throat> although it, it was Matt Moore, how they got all after Matt Moore as well, including old man James Harrison. So the Steelers' defense is it, starting to shift towards a more – geared towards more of a good defense, better than what many probably think they are, um, based off that Bud Dupree acquisition and how they've been playing. And last but not least, I mean, guys, Le'Veon Bell. The Steelers' def- – or the, the Chiefs' defense, the one – Achilles' heel to them has been the run defense since Derek Johnson has uh, left the lineup due to injury. They give up uh, having over five yards per carry, and they're about to play Le'Veon Bell, who uh, was second in the NFL this season uh, behind Zeke in rushing yards per game. So I think that the Steelers' best chance 
and best opportunity is to ride Le'Veon, rely on Ben to be efficient, and uh, also have Antonio Brown, you know, do what he does every week because business is booming, um, and, and, and simply just take advantage of, on third down and control the clock that way and, and get after Alex Smith. I think they can definitely do that. Uh, I like the fact that they can control the tempo, and I think that, well, I know that the last time these two teams played, while it was in Pittsburgh, I mean, it was it was a 43-14 route, and it was Le'Veon's first game back. And in that game, the Steelers had 150 rushing yards then, too. And that was when they had Derek Johnson. So I love the Steelers. We have advantages in really important spots. And, uh, I, I mean, I know we're on the road, but we're, we're playing at such a high level. I like this. All right. Dr. Train, did he convince you to go with the Steelers? Uh, I didn't need a whole lot of convincing, but uh, I think this is probably going to be one of the definitely one of the better games of the Republican. But um, I, I, I'm going with the Steelers because I like what I saw in their defense against Miami. Um, they that defense still needs to play the same way uh, for the Steelers to even go all the way. And to me, that's the big X factor because that defense has been up and down. I understand they've had they've had injuries, so. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how well they play this game, but I'm definitely going with the Steelers. I think the big three is, is clicking uh, for that team. So, and and you know Mike Tomlin, no, he's he's a he's a coach. He's not a rah rah, you know. Teddy Bradshaw, wow, it's straight disrespectful. But anyway, he's a good head coach. into the show. He knows how to get his team ready. Okay, JB. Well, I didn't need a whole lot of convincing either. Um, I was going to go with the Steelers myself. I think the case pretty much said everything that I was thinking and then some. So the one thing that I will say that um, I was a bit surprised by, in, in a positive way, uh, the, the running of Le'Veon Bell is one thing, but it's the offensive running that, that surprised me. And it surprised me in this fact. When Bell was back there trying to wait for a hole, Every time he would be back there waiting and kind of dancing side to side, waiting for that hole to open up, the Steelers offensive line pushed the Dolphins defensive line back at least two yards, sometimes three. So if even if he was tackled with, with nowhere to go, no holes to, to jump through or run through, he still gained two or three yards just because the offensive line was, was dominating the, the defensive front. And, and that surprised me. I wasn't expecting to see that. So, uh, that combined with everything else that K-Star said has me going with the Steelers. But it should be one of the more intriguing matchups of, of the weekend. That, that's uh, a definite. I do want to give a shout-out to Matt Moore, who did spend some time in Dallas, um, because he was absolutely splattered on that play. I mean, dude looked like Beetle Bailey on the ground, and he missed one play. <laughs> And he missed one play, and he was back in the game. And, um, you know, to be the backup quarterback and, you know, thrown into that situation, have to play the, you know, play the Steelers like that. And to, to have that desire after getting murdered like that, and y'all watched the play, dude was just annihilated. And to have that fire to get right back in there, I mean, I got to give the dude credit for that. I'm not a Miami fan at all. I just, I, I remember Matt Moore, and he actually had a little bit of talent, just wasn't enough. But um, and clearly wasn't enough against a better Pittsburgh team. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think we all needed, you know, much um, challenge here. But it, it's interesting because I'm still on our other conversation because it was very, it was a very interesting discussion, um, and I actually enjoy discussions like that, you know. 
um, you know, we're talking about seedings. We just got through arguing about seedings, and we're all picking the lower seed in this particular game, which is pretty, which is pretty interesting. Um, versus a team that won the division, home first round bye, you know, all of that stuff, and yet we're all picking the Steelers to win this game. So it's just, it's just interesting. I'm not saying it makes it makes a point either way. It really doesn't. It's just interesting um, that we're all picking the lower seed on the road wild card team to beat you know, um, Kansas city. So, um, I, I think that's interesting and it's going to be, I think Jay hit it right on the head. It's going to be a very intriguing game because the one thing is Kansas city's not an easy stadium to play in. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, secondly, um, they got that, 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 that little scat back, man, you know, guy, I can't remember his name. Y'all, one of y'all probably know his name, man. Dude is like electric. Three Gil. There you go. There you go. Electric. Um, and, and you know, I always think that, um, like, with Seattle and Atlanta, I don't see this as an issue. But with a game like this, us four scholars of the sport are picking the Steelers, okay? I think the general fan base is picking the Steelers, right? The general neutral football people are saying, you know, Ben's on fire, the Steelers are on a roll. Man, it, you know, I think the general public is picking the Steelers. You know, if you're in, if you're Kansas City right now, you're a little irritated about that. We are, we won our division. We got a first round bye. We are, you know, uh, the number two seed at home, and no one's given a chance in this game. That's gotta fire you up. I know if it was me, I'd be mad. I'd have my locker room posted with Kansas City doesn't have a chance. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown and Man K Star, don't you let that blasphemy come out your mouth. The triplets, the modern day triplets, and it was their first playoff game together. And you already <laughs> labeling them the modern. They, they got to do a little more than play. We ain't even play the game. And you're the trip. They the trio. You want to call them the trio? All right, call them the trio. The three Bs. I hear people calling them. That's fine. And you know, there's only one triplet, baby. Three Super Bowls. Man. Yeah. Recognize. That's, that's Recognize. fair. That's fair. Honestly, see, real quick, uh, when I actually posted, I wasn't even thinking of the Dallas Triplets. It just, I was just, you know, I was a little drinking a little bit, very excited, and it just came to mind. It was almost like a subconscious type thing. Modern day. You were, th- uh, you were thinking Dallas because you said modern day. You said modern day. Uh, said I modern mean, day triplets. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right, well, you know Bang. what? <clears throat> hey, it's the best three on the league. It's the best three on the league. I will give you that right now. I will give you that. I will give you that. The best three on the league right now. I think we have a trio in Dallas that's pretty damn good, but I will give you that best trio in the league right now. So, um, all right. So, uh, let's move on to my game of the week, and I'm going to start with JB. Um, kind of a similar scenario uh, that we just talked about with Pittsburgh and Kansas City, where, you know, you listen to everybody, and it's Green Bay, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, he's Superman. Aaron Rodgers. Hail Mary, Aaron Rodgers, hey, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's unbeatable. And, I, you know, and, and I'm going to let Jay run with this, but I just want to say one thing. Did people forget that Dallas played Green Bay earlier this year when Green Bay was 3-1 and one, and Green Bay was allowing 42 yards per game on the ground, had the number one rush defense in the NFL at that time, and Zeke ran for 157 yards on him, and Aaron Rodgers did play? And people act like that game just didn't happen. Because Aaron Rodgers, hey, Aaron Rodgers, hey, 
remember remember JV what Dad used to say about uh, uh, Brett Favre? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he'd be saying right now about Aaron Rodgers, unbeatable Aaron Rodgers. He's unbeatable. So JB, I'm not even gonna ask who you're going for. I want you to explain to Doctor Train who he don't want to pick Green Bay because that's his division. So you gotta give Doctor Train some juice here. And K Star's a Cowboy hater, so I, he probably won't pick. You no matter what you say, he's not gonna pick the Cowboys anyway. But give us some juice here on why Dallas is gonna win this game. Well, to to put my little college football national championship plug in there, Clemson almost won last year against Alabama, and, and I liken that to the Cowboys nearly beating the Packers a couple of years ago with nearly the same teams that they have now. There's a couple of exceptions here and there, but nearly the same team. And this past Monday, Clemson pulls it out. I don't see why the Cowboys can't do the same. Uh, the, the consistency is there. I mean, everything that he just basically said, it's all there. And they're playing at home. And I think playing at home makes a huge difference. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers on fire. He's a bad man, and, and he's said this, and he's backed it all up. Hey! I, get I get all of that. But as, as T, I think you remember, I think it was the Thanksgiving game we had talked about how the Cowboys, they, they were bending, but they didn't break. And you were like, oh, it's a good game, but I'm still worried because they had injuries or, or they didn't they – didn't, uh, they allowed Kirk Cousins to throw for 400 yards. And I said, folks were hurt. A lot of these folks that are hurt are now back. Playborn is coming back. Uh, I think they've got um, – you can help me out. Somebody else coming back. Tyron Smith, offensive line, he's coming back. So they're getting healthy at the right time, and the folks that had to fill in during, during Playborn's absence and a couple of other folks being out, Scandrick was out, those folks have some experience now. And I think that's going to help elevate their game for this one. So, yes, I'm going with the Cowboys, and, yes, I think they're going to finish the fight. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Dr. Train, who you got and why? I got the Cowboys because I don't like the Packers and uh, the Packers can't stop the run and uh, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. So if you need anything else, you can talk to my agent about any other excuses of why I'm picking the Cowboys. I don't like Aaron Rodgers or his mama. Okay, uh, Dr. Train, I mean, uh, K-Star, <laughs> who you got? Uh, I think this should be an entertaining game. Um, but despite the accusations of me being such a Dallas hater, um, I have integrity, guys. And I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm not going to buy into the Aaron Rodgers hype. Not that he's not an excellent player and won't put up points on the board, but, I mean, Jordy Nelson, unlikely to play in this game. He played last time these two teams met in Lambeau Field when they got crushed like a grape by the Cowboys. And Dallas is coming off a week's rest. And, I mean, let's be honest, uh, the, 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 cap, I'm sorry, the Packers' secondary is very, very bad. We saw the Giants have ample opportunity to make plays, but they just let it go through the fingers and then through a wall after the game. So the, the Packers, I mean, they had their deficiencies that the Cowboys should be able to exploit. They should be able to control the game. And I think that they'll make one stop uh, – one more stop than the Packers will on the other side of the ball, um, and they'll be able to book the clock because of it and, and just control the game and uh, take the ball, take the air out of the ball and, and just dominate. All right, so we've got three Cowboys. Well, I'm not even – there's no suspense on who I'm going to go for, obviously. Um, 
you know, I think there's no way that uh, Dallas can win this. You know, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, this is, a, this is a situation where football, you love it and you hate it at the same time because you go on a limb and then you know Monday you got to, you know, or Sunday night you got to sit there and, you know, they're like, Dr. Train's in the best position in the world because his season's done, his team's done. He ain't got nothing on the line. The rest of us here, you know, we're going we gonna to get up Monday morning, either mad as heck or, um, you know, st- still drunk from our celebration the night before. Um, I think I, I think this is why Dallas will win this game. Um, Jay hit on a lot of the key points, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief, but Jay hit on them. Morris Claiborne is back. He did play in the first game. He's been out nine weeks. He was graded as either the top or the second cornerback in the NFL before he got hurt, and he's back. Anthony Brown, the rookie that took his spot, has played very well. Demarcus Lawrence is back, even though Randy Gregory is now suspended. Demarcus Lawrence comes back. He's a good pass rusher. Um, So, you know, you got uh, David Irvin's been stepping up the last several weeks. You got uh, Tyrone Crawford's coming back. Uh, You got Justin Durant, linebacker coming back, uh, actually uh, ex, ex-Cowboy, then went to Atlanta, now back in Dallas, coming back, uh, and Tyrone Smith. So you really have this team at just about full strength. Um, really the only one, you can count Randy Gregory, um, I guess you can count him. Um, you know, he played the last two games, and now he's not going to play. But they didn't have him in the first game. They didn't have him for 14 games this year. So, you know, and they did just fine. Um, so strength-wise, they're pretty much at full strength. They're rested. And, you know, I was worried about Dak, as I said last week, playing against the Giants. While I think the Cowboys can beat the Giants, Dak did not lead a team that beat the Giants this year. He lost twice. And as a rookie, I wasn't sure that he could overcome that. That's why I said, man, I'd almost want to play Romo against the Giants. Because Romo knows he can beat the Giants. Where Dak wants to beat the Giants, but he don't know that he can beat the Giants. He knows he can beat Green Bay. He went in Green Bay and led the team that beat Green Bay. You know, so they've got the confidence. They've been out of the news, even though Ezekiel Elliott did have a little minor fender bender. And there's a, there's a picture floating around the Internet of the suspect that hit him. Looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers. Y'all may want to check that out. But anyway, um, um, I just think that the team's mentality is right, their preparation is right, and as Jay said, they want to finish the fight. They lost two years ago. I expect Des Bryant um, to play very hard because he hasn't forgotten that catch, no catch, catch, no catch from two years ago. Um, so I, I just think that it's going to be a great game, but I expect Dallas to jump out on them like they did in Green Bay. Dallas is going to try to get the ball first and score first and put the pressure on Aaron Rodgers to keep up. You don't want Aaron Rodgers to play with a lead. You don't want him playing that loose because he's very difficult to beat. But but you get up on him, you got it, you got a good shot. So I think Dallas can do it. I think Dallas will do it. So I think we're looking at a great divisional round uh, series of games. And, you know, we could be looking at uh, Pittsburgh, New England – conference championship um a dallas i mean either way you know dallas seattle dallas atlanta 
be a great game. But, uh, you know, we're really looking at something strong here. Um, all right. I've covered the agenda for tonight. Uh, what do you guys got? Any final comments? Um, let's see. JB, any final comments? Yeah, I'm going to give one and just a plug for myself. We had talked on Facebook the, the night of the, the championship game, and you remember my bold prediction. I said, even though I got the score wrong and the team wrong, I still said if Alabama's defense scores, they win. If they don't, Clemson wins, and that's exactly what happened. So, for once, I was right on something. So, I give myself a little bit of credit. As for this weekend, looking forward to the games. I think they're going to be fantastic. I don't really see outside of the Patriots-Texans game, I don't see any snoozers. And even that one might get interesting. Who knows? You, you, that's why they play the game. But I think this is going to be a very interesting uh, weekend of football. We're looking forward to discussing it next week. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We did. Yeah, I did want to mention the championship game. But, um, um, you know, it's Wednesday now. It's kind of old news. But um, good game. It was a good game. Um, real good yep. game. Um, you know, I, I, I watched the last play there. And it was kind of like, you know, if you remember, Jay, basketball practice, when you set a screen, right, you don't – when you try to pass through the screen, you don't pass over it. You pass under it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in basketball. And, you yep. know, the same thing in football, man. They pick you off. You don't go over it. You go under it. And the dude went over the top, yep. touchdown, game over, you know. But, man, what a hell of a game. You got to get yourself in between the ball and the person throwing it. Okay. Um, K-Star, final thoughts. Just echoing like the same sentiments, guys. It should be an awesome weekend. This typically is the best weekend of football. Divisional round games have produced some classics over the long NFL history. Um, but, yeah, you know, hopefully uh, the Cowboys win and the Steelers win. Uh, maybe we'll get one step closer to to that to that dream Super Bowl matchup. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Um, Dr. Train, final words, final thoughts. Oh, uh, God, there's a few things that I got to run in this boat now. But um, first off, Keith, thanks for the uh, playoffs uh, division whole topic. I rarely get a chance to go head up with you on a topic, so that was fun. I appreciate it. Uh, no doubt. Uh, uh, secondly, this will be this is a slate of games that you that you really do ask for. The exception of the Patriots, Houston, it's mildly interesting, but the rest of them will be man, <laughs> they will be something to watch. So, looking forward to those. Um, next, I, I hate to put it there for uh, on the night, but um, uh, for show next week. I won't be available for Tuesday or Wednesday as I'll be on travel. I uh, lost my grandmother yesterday morning. So, oh. um, if you guys oh, want to do the show on, on Monday, um, I'm good for Monday, but uh, Tuesday and Wednesday I'll be on travel. Well, we'll connect offline, and our condolences, uh, Train. Yeah, yeah, Train. Condolences, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to mute you guys off. Thank you. Um, Dr. Train, you know, he certainly knows how to take the steam out of a conversation, man. <laughs> nah, but nothing but love, man, Dr. Train, and our, our condolences uh, for your loss. Um, but listen, um, first of all, uh, real quick, football, 
great set of games. I hope everybody's got their popcorn and their pizza and their soda pop and whatever. Enjoy these games. We're winding down, but every game counts now. Uh, as K-Star said, man, yeah, I'm, in all honesty, I really don't care if the Steelers win or lose. But but it would be nice to see the Steelers in the Super Bowl because I hate the Patriots. It would be nice to have a Cowboy Peach, uh Steeler uh, fourth time, never done before, uh, match. But in order to get there, we both got to win this weekend. So let's see what happens. And, you know, I started the game talking politics. I just want to say one thing. You know, I talked about Trump. I'm not going to talk about Trump. I'm going to mention something real quick about uh, President Obama. If you didn't get a chance to watch his farewell address, um, watch it. Now, I say this not just – this again, my comments have nothing to do with who you support, who you like, who you agree with, who you didn't agree with. I, I want you to watch his farewell address, okay? And then I want you to watch Donald Trump's press conference and I, up be, until he started taking questions. This is the opening speech, and I, and, and I want you to see president, presidential, and celebrity, okay? And what we want we – don't, we don't want Donald Trump to be another Barack Obama, but we do want him to be presidential. And if you don't want that, then I don't know – I don't know – then you got a problem because he is our leader, right? And, and, and in this country, when you lead, there's a certain status that you should have, whether you're, whether, whether you're ahead of your family, whether you're you know, ahead of a company, or whether you're ahead of this country. There's a certain way that you need to carry yourself. I'm not even talking about what he says. I'm just talking about just, just watch. Just, just do that. Watch the president. And if you don't want to watch Barack Obama, then forget it. Watch George Bush. It's okay. I don't care. Watch either Bush. Watch Reagan. Watch any of our modern-day presidents and how they conduct themselves. And then watch our president-elect. And you see how far he has to go. The problem is not that he has a far way to go. The problem is he doesn't admit or understand or believe that he does. Okay? Mr. Trump, you're my president in 10 days, 9 days, 8 days. Step up, bro. I'm pulling you out until you do. Because I can. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining the Madden Voice. For Dr. Train, for K-Star, and for JB. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. They're going to be good. And we'll be back next week. And who knows? Maybe we'll do a Monday show. Martin Luther King's birthday, holiday. I'll check with my host. We might be back Monday to do a, to do a show. Okay, I'll get back to you on that. But in the meantime, enjoy the games this weekend. And remember, especially this weekend, go Cowboys, finish the fight. All feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Thank you.